This is the Reformed Media Review, episode number 11. Today we discuss books and the doctrine of God. This program is listener supported. To read more about how you can contribute, please visit reformedforum.org support. Welcome to the Reformed Media Review. My name is Camden Busey, and I have with me Jeff Waddington, who's teacher of the congregation at Calvary OPC in Ringo's, New Jersey. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Camden. We also have James Dalzell, who's a PhD candidate at Westminster Theological Seminary, studying, working on the simplicity of God. How are you doing, James? Doing fine. We're, we're very excited to have you guys back. We haven't done a Reform Media Review for a, little, for a little while, and so we're pleased to put one back out in the feed. But today we're going to be speaking, uh, just in general, about different books on the doctrine of God, uh, talking about systematic theologies and other works that deal with uh, theology proper, and uh, explaining when, you know, and uh, intimating who we think are the good ones to read, uh, and then uh, maybe describing a couple problems we might have with some of those books. But uh, Jeff, uh, where, do, where do we want to start? I mean, what exactly, how would we define doctrine of God for those who might not know, and how does it uh, fit in the theological encyclopedia? Well, doctrine of God is sometimes called theology proper, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with God's attributes and, and nature. Uh Basically, uh, where we, I would start would be the really standard systematic theologies and then work out from there to specific uh, specialized monographs on the topic. So yeah. I would go, I would look at Thomas Aquinas, the Summa Theologia. Uh, I would go to Calvin's Institutes, uh, Herman Bovink, Volume 2, God and Creation in the Reformed Dogmatic. Uh, I would look at uh, uh, Richard Muller's Post-Reformation Reform Dogmatics, I think Volume 2 and 3. or three, uh, and, 3 and 4. 3 and 4, mm-hmm. that's right. Volume 1 is Prolegomena, and Volume 2 is Scripture. Then uh, Volume 3 is Existence, existence and, and Attributes, and then the mm-hmm. third volume is on the Trinity. Right. Then there would be, uh, well, Burkhoff. Yeah, so I would start with those standard works, mm-hmm. and if you know Latin, go to all your favorite reform scholastics. Turretin, I'm sorry, I knew I was leaving somebody out of that mix. Yeah, Francis Turretin, Institutes of Elenctic Theology. Now, where might somebody go who is you know, an educated layperson, maybe teaching Sunday schools, at their church, but they don't have seminary education. Are there any of those that are accessible, or, or do, we, do you have any other suggestions uh, for books that might get people's feet wet in Doctrine of God? Well, okay, if, you, if you're wanting to start from... There, there are books that deal with probably topic. Pro- probably Gerald Bray's book. Yeah, Gerald Bray's book. Uh, is it Doctrine of God? It's just called Doctrine of God and the uh, Contours of Christian, Christian Theology, Theology IDP. Yeah. yeah, same series that uh, Sinclair Ferguson's book. Yeah, on, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Jeff Jew has a book coming out in there on eschatology. Oh. Is that correct? He's he's slated to do it, but I think okay. he's I think he might be like the third author conscripted to write that book. <laughs> so we hope he doesn't meet the uh, demise of the previous. One of those two. curses, everyone who's well, slated yeah. to write the eschatology yeah. book. Well, we were wondering, you know, it's been several years since the last volume came out, right? Which is, it uh, has, and I mean, it might just be that the author, given the eschatology book, is just kind of waiting around to see how things go in the Middle East before he actually writes <laughs> that oh, book. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. This is for uh, our Baptist today. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, oh, you just a, witnessed the difference between an RB and, an, <laughs> and a dispensational Baptist, right? Yeah, no, that's right. It's uh, the Chuck, Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel used to you know, used to cancel his whole uh, sermon series every time something happened in Jerusalem. You know, yeah. So I, I doubt that's going to be Jeff Jew's approach. In the no. Yeah, something tells me he's going to go a different way. Um, in terms of. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think who who else. There's also, of course, uh, John Frame has two books that would be worth looking at. Uh, one would be uh, the Doctrine of God, but of course, that's a huge tome. Uh, but would you say? I mean, on that note, I know we've been critical of that book in the past, but I mean, maybe an upshot of that book is it is it is quite readable. I yes, mean, it Frame, is. Frame is at pains to make the topic as detailed as he can, but also accessible. And so if you're talking about Sunday school, um, you know, that's not a cover to cover kind of book, but it is the kind of book that you can dip into, right? That you can dip into. I would say even, even without a college education or anything like that, it's not, a, it's sure. not a kind of, sure. it's intimidating in size, but the content's inviting. Right. And, and, uh, related to that book is, is no other God, which was a critique of open theism which deals with one of the major uh, heretical, and I'm saying that very purposefully, heretical movements uh, in our day, uh, which undermines a doctrine, a proper understanding of the uh, doctrine of God. Just thinking of another one in the IVP series is Paul Helm's book, The Providence, Providence, of, Providence God, of God, uh, because that's obviously just a kind of extension of the discussion. There is a little book that Gerald Bray wrote addressing open theism uh do you remember the name of the book uh james it's got that purple no, and orange pr- cover yeah it's, is it like the personal god that sounds right yeah uh there's also of course uh, bruce Ware's two books god's greater glory and god's lesser glory uh the one drawback is that he tries to develop he tries to develop a kind of reformed Molinism, Molinism yeah. which which Paul Helm recently called um, uh, <laughs> yeah. muddle knowledge. Muddle knowledge. <laughs> oh, so he, he critiques uh, Bruce Ware's muddle knowledge view. But I mean, in, but, in terms of uh, Bruce Ware, I mean, is uh, generally solid, uh, with the exception of that point. I guess the middle knowledge. There's um, actually going to be in a forthcoming WTJ. Paul Helm has written a. A critique of Bruce Ware, uh, no, a critique of Thiessen, uh, but Terence Terence Thiessen. But the view is basically the same as Ware's. Now, of course, you can re- also read uh, Paul Helm's blog, Helm's Deep. I, I think the you can do a Google search on that. Um, he's writing about various topics, some of which are doctrine of God. Um, now, these are more uh, single volumes, or at least parts of a set that you can pick up that address doctrine of God. Uh, what are some books that might be a little more specialized that are addressing a subset or a specific issue in Doctrine of God? Well, maybe we should start by by talking about what are what are the issues? What are some of the common topics you find books of Doctrine of God? Written well, about? some of them we've already talked about. Sure. Simplicity. I mean, one thing one thing that maybe in the books we've listed here we're talking about a broad approach, but you also have kind of a whole genre of books dealing primarily with with uh, Trinitarian theology, yeah. right. um, which in the, in the traditional approach, both by, by patristic, medieval, and Reformed writers, has always been treated uh, as, a, as a kind of separate 
um, topic because the language gets so complex. Yeah. Uh, separate topic from existence and essence. They're still talking about the same uh, God, God uh, but there's almost uh, there's almost a whole special vocabulary so, for yeah, Trinitarian theology, which brings up that whole discussion of the uh, Deo Uno, the de Deo Trino, uh, the the one God and the the, the uh, the God and three persons distinction in in someone like Thomas Aquinas and the criticisms that uh, you're talking about the essence and attributes of God before you ever get to the Trinity and the Trinity is the most basic uh, way of understanding God and there's an element of truth to that but sometimes I think the the criticisms are a little too heavy-handed. You mean of Thomas or or of the, the Western tradition? Yeah, I think stemming from Augustine. I think that's right, and the reason the reason that that's heavy-handed, though though I disagree uh, with Thomism insofar as it thinks that we can't say anything about Trinitarianism until we've established a kind of natural approach to existence and essence. Though I disagree with that, I I kind of feel like the doctrine of God is that sort of thing that it, it would be almost impossible to say you must begin with triunity or you must begin with existence and essence. Uh, because it, in a in a certain sense, how, how could how could one of those things be more be more basic than the other? Because right. in God there is start a, somewhere. It, right. You have to start somewhere as a limited person, and because in God there is there there are entailment principles in how you discuss the doctrine of God. But in terms of in terms of what God is in Himself, uh, He's His existence and essence are not more properly basic than His subsistence in three persons. Uh, and his subsistence in three persons is not somehow more properly basic, nor does it entail uh, what follows in existence in essence. So, in a certain point, I say take take your pick. You're eventually going to have to get <laughs> yeah, to, there, there needs to the truth to be some freedom there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of related to the debate over the Westminster Confession: should it have started with the doctrine of God or the doctrine of Scripture? Uh, in other words, should it start with metaphysics or should it start with epistemology? Yeah, because we could see that our doctrine of Scripture has to be based on who God is since it's what he has spoken. Right. But you can also say our way of knowing God and is the only truth. Of God is that's only the yeah, that's, natural revelation. Yeah. So I, I tend to find those discussions to be somewhat silly because, you again, you can make the argument. And remember, in the, in the time that the Westminster Confession was written, the debate was the Reformation, right? And so the debate was over the formal uh, principle of Scripture, and therefore they started with, with the uh, doctrine of Scripture. And oftentimes that's how the theological education proceeds, too. You start with prolegomena, or other schools might not call it that, but basically... First um, principles. First principles. Your doctrine of Scripture course will oftentimes come before your doctrine of God course. So, so, so I think we're all agreed that... Um, it doesn't particularly matter where you start as long as you don't uh, ex- do one to the exclusion of the other. Right. Yeah, that's right. Which I guess makes us all multi-perspectivalists. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be careful. Uh, but on the Trinitarian, we should mention some of the Trinitarian volumes. Um, probably th- of the most recent ones and probably well-known to most of our listeners is is Robert Lethem's. Right. Uh, Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Excellent book, yes. That was, uh, I took a course with him on the history of Trinitarian theology, which I think was the basis for the book. And if you yeah, wanna, that's right. He does if you want that. your head to spin, spend a whole semester doing a doctoral seminar 
on the history of Trinitarian theology and trying to keep track of who said what, when, where, why, and how. I thought that might be one of the strongest uh, points of Lethem's work was was his ability to carefully navigate the historical, even the even even just the complexity of the language, how one how one school would think of term meant one thing and another thought it meant yeah. another. So he just really unravels some of the some of the uh, strange language in that discussion. And that's something a fuller discussion you could find in a, in a hefty paperback uh, that you're, that you're, you're going to find elements of in a, in a Bob Inc and other volumes, but not to the same degree. No, the, the, the Lethem is volume is, is a handy one stop place to, to, uh, to get a good discussion of the Trinity. And maybe we should just say promotionally, it's not, it's not an average volume and a lot of, there's a lot of average or below average books that are that some are are good. They're solid in what they're saying, but they're not. They they lack in excellence. I would say this, Lethem's this a, is. In fact, didn't it win a gold medallion? It did. Uh, yeah, it, press. it did, and it's. Uh, I mean, it really had some outstanding states to set it apart from other. Well, you see, I would have known that just from the course. I mean, I've I've taken two or three courses with Bob Lethem, and he's a very knowledgeable. Scholar. Anyone else on specifically Trinity? on Trinity? But we mentioned the fourth volume of uh, of Richard Muller. Well, I would always uh, encourage uh, folk to read uh, Augustine on the Trinity, the yeah, Trinitate. Trinitate. Now they have that in the New City Press edition. That's correct. That's the edition that I have. Me, the, me too. It's, it's an excellent. Very, um, the intro. I just, I'm just good. waiting for City of God to come out in New City Press, but New City Press set, but. That will be a must-have. I, yeah. I have a, a, a relatively recent translation of the City of God, but the new city. But I mean to have it in the nice cloth. I mean, the for new us city, collectors, the new city edition uh, of of the texts of Augustine. In, in case you don't know, folks, it's a new translation uh, of the works of Saint Augustine. So, uh, also, um, okay, trying to think of who else. Well, Jonathan Edwards, uh, Volume Twenty One of the Yale edition of his works deals with uh, the Trinity. You can faith, you, grace, and the Trinity. You can pick up one that's definitely not introductory and a little bit of different stripe than others in Van Til's systematic theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not Sunday school material, but <laughs> no, no, that's right. In his uh, in his systematic theology, uh, he's dealing a lot with doctrine of God. Yeah, um, yeah. In fact, it's not a broad systematic in that sense. No, it really not. is. It really is examining how the doctrine of God is the underpinnings of rationality and it's more a of prolegomena that's yeah that's what we true call, what we describe as the uh, the foundations for theology in, in many ways you can you can see that as an applied doctrine of god applied you know being applied to apologetics if you want to see how doctrine of god can form and shape an entire discipline uh systematic and, theology and by that was one of, those. of his main points right? yeah exactly that, is that you don't do apologetics and abstraction exactly from your theology, and, and uh, really he's building off the, the Protestant scholastics with their twin principia of, of uh, God as the ground of being and the scripture and the work of the Holy Spirit as the foundation or principle of knowing internally and externally. Uh, we've discussed that in the past. The yes, Principium yes. Ascendi and the, and the Principium Cognoscendi uh, internum and externum. Mm-hmm. So all the fun Latin. Hmm. 
on, I mean, one thing that stands out to me, especially in addressing the, what to read on the doctrine of God as Reformed Christians, is that so, sometimes the doctrine of God uh, in Reformed theology is is uh, less, maybe less impressive uh, than other aspects of Reformed theology because it seems less original. Right. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't seem when you read Turretin that he's that he's breaking fresh ground in his doctrine of God. Mm. Um, well, in fact, we, we we would say, of course, that the Reformation, unlike what Roger Olson has recently said in his book "How to Be an Evangelical Without Being Conservative," the Reformation was not a rejection of every aspect of Christian theology it up was, to that point. Up right. to that point, right? It was, a, it was or a, even every aspect of medieval theology. Right. It's 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 a calling into question soteriology and ecclesiology in particular. But uh, so it's not it's not a re remaking or reimagining of, of Christian theology. I only raise this point because I, I can remember orig- for myself originally being being apprehensive, and I think rightly so, to read to read anything by Thomas Aquinas or some of the uh, or some of the other Catholic writers or even some of the twentieth century neo Thomists. Um, I would have stayed pretty far away from that literature, thinking thinking that it it, it would be a a radically different outlook than my own, um, and yet when I look at the 20th century literature, most most of the tradition, most of the books defending a traditional doctrine of God in the face of modernism and postmodernism, were actually written by conservative neo-Thomists, not by Reformed and evangelicals. <clears throat> we mentioned Van Til in his intro to systematics, uh, touching on the doctrine of God, but but Van Til doesn't formally. Uh, expound or write a, no, a doctrine of God. And in fact, very, very few Reformed writers uh, undertake that in the last 150 years in the way that some of the, some of the Thomists have. Well, frame do you think there's some of fear of not um, being able to do much creative work? I mean, and that's a good thing. We want to be creative sure. within the bounds of orthodoxy and advanced theology that way, but but do you think people are afraid to write, or maybe not afraid, but they're just not interested in writing Doctrine of God because there's not as much creative license there? Yeah, that, well, that's yeah, that's one thing. I mean, it's a da- it's a dangerous topic to try to be creative in, and I would say rightly, 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 so. rightly so. Probably yeah. it, the, it strikes some many people as being abstract. You know, history of salvation we can get into because it's... It sounds more relational, history, and right? that's right, yeah. Whereas... Uh, uh, God, the doctrine of God seems to be, you know, so far above us. It's it's hard to, and yet, you can't understand God's relationship to creation and redemption without a proper foundation in in understanding who God is in Himself. Uh, we want to affirm that that we can know things about God's essence because He has revealed them to us can't know everything and we can't know it exhaustively right but we can know things truly so we can know the essence of god truly even even in his transcendence we can have uh in a in a in an accommodated sense uh a, a vision of god in his glory through uh the ways that he's revealed himself so in a sense that's where we would part company with those uh, say in a more postmodern context who take who could take the archetype-ectype distinction, which we've talked about in the past, uh, God's knowledge of himself as he possesses it, uh, and our knowledge of God. As revealed, it's revealed to us. Uh, 
there are many who take that in our day and use that as the, a basis for skepticism yeah, you're right, rather right. than being a basis for humility. Uh, they want to say, well, you see, we can't know God as he is. Therefore, you know, the argument being is we, if you can't know God as he knows himself, then you can't know him at all. And, of course, that doesn't follow. What ends well, up we happen- even know other people truly without knowing them as they know themselves. I mean, that's just true. <laughs> okay. Well, that, uh, you know, that's a good introduction to books on doctrine of God. Uh, we'll have that list online, which you can see if you have any other suggestions, you can either Twitter us at uh, twitter.com slash reformed forum, or you can send us a comment through the website, uh, via the blog post. We want to thank everybody for listening. We hope you join us next time uh, for a reformed media review. Mm-hmm.